0: Well, good evening, my fellow travelers, souls. Here we are, another evening with Course of Love. <sighs> and bring our attention to within and center ourselves into that peaceful space between our head and our heart center. So let's let it linger in the heart center. Let it stay there. Let it feel that peace. Feel that quiet, that surety, that knowing. Feel the love. Love of self, love of our family, our friends, our neighbors, everyone. Everyone we meet on the streets, we see on television, we even read about in the news. The world. Let's love the world. Let's just be beings of light and love. Compassion and joy and peace. That's our purpose. That's all He asks of us. Just be the light. Ah, so, with that said, I'll say a few words here. I have this nice little prayer that says it all. Okay, here we go. We are God's Son, complete and healed and whole, shining in the reflection of his love. In us is his creation sanctified and guaranteed eternal life. In us is love perfected, fear impossible, and joy established without opposite. We are the holy home of God himself. We are the heaven where his love abides. We are his holy, sinlessness itself. For in our purity abides his own. And to this we say, amen, amen, amen. So, complete, healed, and whole. What more could we want? Right? Where is that from, Paula? That's from somewhere in the Course of Miracles.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of thought that. I, I what I thought it was, but...
0: okay. Yeah. what am I? What am I? Uh,
2: oh, that was Good lovely.
0: evening. Good evening. Hello? Would you like to announce?
3: Hello? Oh, hello. Hello. It's Lana. <laughs> it's Paula. Oh, there
0: she is. Hi, Lana. <laughs> there she is.
2: I have...
3: I have a new phone, and so you have to excuse me. I'm still getting used to it. (laughs) I'm not familiar with it, um, but I'm glad that I got it working in time. I'm not going to be able to read again. My body's just not feeling up to it, but um, I'm glad to be here. So I'll be listening and maybe chime in a little later. Okay, so let me read. The poem,
0: I the poem, the prayer I just read to you, Judy and um, Yvonne, and close your eyes and listen okay. to these. And you have heard them before, and just take them in. Just listen to what it says. And I'm going to direct it to you, Lana. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. Okay, here we go. And. Yvonne and Judy, let's hold Lana in our hearts and our thoughts. Lana, you are God's son, complete and healed and whole, Mm -hmm. shining in the reflection of his love. You are his creation, sanctified and guaranteed eternal life. In you is love perfected, fear impossible, and joy established without opposite. You are the holy home of God himself. You are the heaven where his love abides. You are his holy sinlessness itself. And in your purity abides his own.
3: Hold those those words in your heart, sister. Hold them. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. I'm just having a really hard time breathing tonight, and um, right. but I'm I'm here in spirit, <laughs> you know. If I can be, um, you have to tell me what page we're on. Okay, hold on. Let me just get myself.
0: Okay, so you can follow along. We'll read to you, and if you feel up to it, you know we know we know you're there. Okay. Smile a little bit or laugh a little bit. That'll be our gift, okay? So here Okey we are. Doke. We're on page in the first edition, 294. It's the third treatise, the treatise on the personal self, and we're in Chapter 6, The Desire for Reward,
3: okay? The Desire for Reward, okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. Thank you. Now I just got to figure out how to put this on mute again. (laughs) Is there a mute? Do you have an
0: uh, iPhone? You're on mute. Okay. Hello? Are you there, Judy? Yvonne? Yes, I'm here.
1: Oh, yeah. She put herself on mute, Paula. That's what she said. All
0: right. (laughs) Okay. I hope she didn't disconnect. We wouldn't know. Okay, so let's let's go back to chapter five, which was the original purpose, and what he said to us at the end of last week's discussion. Without there be there having been an original purpose worthy of God's Son, the crucifixion would have ended life in form and return the sons of man to the formless. Instead, the sons of man were free to pursue their original purpose. This story has been repeated endlessly in time, in time extended both forward and backwards. Each father's son will die. But this, not, but this means not what you have taken it to mean, an endless series of generations passing. What this means is that in each the ego will die and the true self be reborn to life eternal. Without rebirth of the true self, the original purpose goes unfulfilled. Since God is original purpose, original cause, origin of the true self and of a relationship, original purpose cannot go unfulfilled. What this means is that the illusion will be no more and truth will reign. Such is the reign of God. So, Judy, would you like to start <sighs>
2: us with chapter 6? Oh, ah, I'm three. just ingesting what you just read. It was beautiful. Wasn't <sighs> beautiful? I felt it. Yeah, I felt it. Uh, yes, You read one. I you read one
0: uh, Yvonne, you read two, three. Oh, these are meaty. Paragraphs. Alright, and we'll take it okay. from
2: there. Okay. Dan.: okay. Alright. Can you give up your desire for reward? To give up your desire for reward is to give up a childish desire that has become like unto a plague among you. While many of you see it not, everything you do is based upon desire for reward. This is your desire to be given to in return for what you give. This stems from your idea of yourself as a, quote, child of God and a notion that would seem to suggest that the child is less than the parent. Although you see yourself as the child of your mother and father, this notion of yourself as child has not made you cling to a childish image of yourself as less than what your parents are. While you may still desire recognition and affirmation from them, this is not the same as the rewards you seek. Some of you, from God, some from life, some from fate. No matter who it is you think is in charge of rewarding you, the attitude that causes you to desire reward is what must be done without. Yvonne? This
1: This may seem a step back from the lofty heights we have just traveled, discussing the reign of God and the meaning of life and death, but this is one of the key ideas that will keep you from yourself and has much to do with your former notions of God and your own self. It is an idea that has been transferred to all of life, much as the idea of an unlovable self was transferred into all areas of life without your realization. Reward is intricately tied to your notion of being good, performing deeds of merit, and taking care of or surviving the many details that seem to make it possible for you to live within your world. The idea of reward transfers to ideas related to comparison as well, as lack of reward in one instance and reward given in another is the cause of much of the bitterness that exists within your heart's.
0: Beauty
2: While many of you who have read this far and learned this much may not be those whose bitterness is mighty and held tightly to themselves, bitterness must still be discussed. While bitterness remains, vengeance will remain. You have been shown that God is not a God of vengeance but that you are still in the process of learning that your self, your true self, is not vengeful. The ego has given you many reasons to be distrustful of your true self, beginning with the idea of your abandonment here. Since the ego... Sorry, since the ego is a chosen self and a learned self, there has always been just enough room within the ego's thought system to keep within you the idea of a self the ego is not. Thus has the ego had a self to blame for everything, including your very existence. This blame is as old as time itself, and the cause of bitterness being able to exist, even within your hearts. Yvonne.
0: may be the next one. hmm
1: Got it. Thank you. While the untrue cannot exist with the true, what I am calling here bitterness is all that you have forced through sheer strength of will to pierce the holiness of your heart. Bitterness and the idea of vengeance go hand in hand. This is the idea of an eye for an eye or the exact opposite of the idea of turning the other cheek. While this may seem like the very idea of evil which I have denied the existence of, it is not evil, but bitterness. You may believe that bitterness is just another word, another label for the evil you have always been convinced existed in the hearts of some. But even being that, it is just another word. It is one chosen to introduce an idea of such fallacy that it rivals only the ego in its destructive potential. I'll read that sentence again. You may believe that bitterness is just another word, another label for the evil you have always been convinced existed in the hearts of some. But even being that, It is just another word. It is one chosen to introduce an idea of such fallacy that it rivals only the ego in its destructive potential. Bitterness is to your heart what the ego has been to your mind. It is the one false idea that has entered this holiness of places, this abode of Christ, this bridge between the human and the divine. It exists not in some, but in all, as the ego has existed not in some, but in all. Like the ego, it has not caused you to be unlovable or unrecognizable, but it has become, like the ego, so much a part of your reality that it must, like the ego, be consciously left behind. Judy, you
2: want to wrap it up? Sure. Bitterness, as the word implies, is something taken into the self, much as the bitter herbs of Scripture illustrate, illustrated. Many rites and rituals exist for the purification of the unclean, but I assure you that you are not unclean and that none can cleanse bitterness from the heart without your choice. The time of tenderness began your release of bitterness and made you ready for this choice. Choose now to leave your desire for reward as well as all of your reasons for bitterness and bitterness itself behind. Bring bitterness no longer to the dwelling place of Christ and we will seal the place of its entrance with the sweetness of love so that bitterness will be no more. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Kind of
0: wow. You know, it's like you're, you know, including the blame is as old as time itself and the cause of bitterness being able to exist even within your hearts. I mean, so it's like from the time of our earliest existence, like when we came to being, We had bitterness within us. Is that what you're saying? Many of you have read this far and learned this much, but not those whose bitterness is mighty.
2: Wow. There's a lot in that. Yeah. I rec I recognized I recognized I didn't see this the first number of times I read through it. I really Mm saw it tonight as we were reading that another word for bitterness in my case could be jealousy. And I recognized that I had that in me, even though I pretended to myself and probably the world for years that I didn't feel that or have that, you know, that delightful Mm -hmm. feeling inside of myself. But man, oh man, I realized that I I had a lot of jealousy. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember when it left me. All I know is that those same feelings do not plague me today. I remember vividly when they did and how I felt because of those feelings of bitterness I'll call it you know and and I I do believe and guys correct me if I'm wrong I just believe that jealousy is just another word for bitterness too so whatever Mm. I want to call it as long as I can recognize it in myself which I have and I didn't know why or how or when or anything it's just like I felt like it was always there until until um I don't know, maybe just a few years ago, all of a sudden, I think something must have shifted, something must have happened within me, and I don't even remember what it was, when it happened, or anything like that. All I know is that it's gone. Somehow, some way, it is gone. And I, I, the only thing I can attribute it to is um, maybe a point or a moment in time where I just decided that love was more important than anything, or that the feeling or the experiencing of the love of God was more important than any other experience I chose to have. And I remember um, shortly after that, a lot of triggers would come up, and I met them, and it just got less and less and less and less. Mm. And that's, I'm, just, I'm complete with that. I just wanted to share that with you. Because that actually happened with me, and and, and that's bitterness, jealousy. That's what I suffered from. Thanks, from Corina. Okay. Thank you, Judy. But
0: you know, I agree with you. I think bitterness can be, you know, words other than bitterness. Like you know, we even said, like bitterness and vengeance go together. You know, while yeah. bitterness remains. And, and I mean, you can take envy, you can take jealousy, um, hatred. You know, that to me, that, you know, when I hear bitterness, it's, it's that so deep in the heart that you don't even want to look at it because it hurts to admit, oh, God, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, like you say, words, you know, like Jesus has told us many times words are about symbols upon symbols, mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> but, True. you know, like
0: you can say envy, I can say vengeance. Yvonne can say hatred, but Mm -hmm. it goes somewhere into the individual soul deeper, you know, and that's where the bitterness lies, you know, so deeply embedded within the human form, the human race, you might say. Yeah. And I love it. It's like there. And then he says, Mm. while many of you who have read this far and learned this much may not be those with bitterness. It is mighty and held tightly to themselves business must still be discussed even though mm-hmm. you don't admit it but he knows you have to discuss it because it's within the human the humanness mm-hmm. of us and within the I soul. Absolutely
1: agree yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you Paula uh, I, you know I'm uh, I'm remembering now coming to my memory about when we read this course we read this chapter before this was when uh, Lee mm-hmm. was still, uh, when Lee was still, um, right. we were doing night tour. And we read this, and I, well, I read it too. And I, at the time, I, I think we were discussing, we had, we read a paragraph and we would discuss the paragraph, and mm-hmm. I had to discuss this particular paragraph. And I wow. said, I don't know, I don't know anything about bitterness. I, I mean, I don't really, I don't really feel uh, you know c- because it mm-hmm. was superficial right it wasn 't right there, and in the process of the discussion, I think Paula, you mentioned something anyway, it all came out uh, about the way I grew up was I grew up with bitterness, and the way mm-hmm. I grew up with bitterness was the battle between the Catholic and the Church of England, and anyone who was Catholic you know quote unquote hated them, and so on because you know king henry the Eighth you know, set his own uh, Church of England church so he could divorce his wife. I mean, all this kind of stuff. And we had bitterness in our family. I mean, to the point that my great-grandfather, who was my great-grandfather, I read, he married a Catholic woman, which was Mm. uh, crazy from what we understood, and, I mean, all kinds of friction and everything with the family. And we didn't even know when we were growing up that that was the case because no one would talk about it. We just knew, oh, the Catholics, oh, the Catholics, the Catholics, we used to call them the Catholics, the Catholics. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. And it all came out for me in that conversation about, my God, I mm-hmm. have bitterness in my heart. I At mm-hmm. least I grew up, you know, and I... Is, is like it says here. You have to consciously make a choice to uh, to rid yourself of that, and and I and I have now. But like, it was something I didn't even realize was a part of me until we had that discussion. So I remember that Paula, and I'm grateful for that. Wow. So thank you. Wow,
2: that's awesome. Uh,
3: it's, it's um, oh, are you finished talking?
1: Yes, I am.
3: Uh, the whole time I was listening, um, you know what came up for me, and it's funny how it comes up in different ways for all of us. Um, it came up for me as I remember back to the time where I had that victim mentality when I thought I was a victim of the world and people and circumstances and. I remember having like an ache in my heart of, and I'm sure I could call it bitterness because I felt like there was, you know, that victim mentality is about not having any control. That's why you're a victim <laughs> or that's why you believe you're a victim because it's out of your control and you can't do anything about it. And And I remember, and, and I think too that Jesus, even though I don't feel like a victim anymore, I um you know, it it's like he like he says in of course in Miracle somewhere about us having these scraps of it left, these little fragments or scraps of it that we don't that we easily pass over and because it's not really weighing heavy on us. We tend not to look at it at all, but it still, I think, um, impedes um, our happiness and our total happiness and peace and joy. You know, and I and I think now we're getting to that point where we're getting all these scraps of the ego mentality and scraps of of injustice and And, um, you know, jealousy and hate and all these little scraps that, you know, it's like we have to sweep the floor of our hearts and minds up, (laughs) Um, get that (laughs) vacuum cleaner out and and just uh, suck up all these little fragments that are still there, that we could probably live a much more peaceful, happy life if they weren't there (laughs) and complete. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Lana. Thank you. You know, in that very first paragraph, he came down to something so fundamental. I mean, the the paragraph is desire for
2: reward.
0: You know, and as we started to read, I, you know, and he brought us very gently, you know, like, how can you give up your desire for reward? And, you know, he, he started out in such a way to really go deep, And then he kind of brings us to the word, this is the cause of much of your bitterness that exists within your heart. In those two, well, almost three paragraphs, he started the, the, the mind thinking, you know, the mind, this is your desire to be given in return for what you give. This stems from the idea of yourself as a child of God and the notion you are less than, as if, you know, your parents, he really went deep, if you take what he was, bring how he he brought us along. No matter who you think is in charge, of rewarding you the attitude that causes you desire reward is what must be done without. Like we always felt we need like we give something we get something when we feel less than somebody somebody should make us feel that I mean, that's the human nature you might say. And then he says this may seem to step back from the lofty heights that you travel. But, you know, just like read through it again, and and it's like an idea that has been transferred to all of life, much as the idea of an unlovable self was transferred into all areas of life without your realization. Reward is intrinsically tied to your notions of being good, performing, deeds of merit, taking care of, surviving, the many details that we went through this life that we always believe that we should be rewarded. And there's... a. And this is the cause of bitterness that exists within your heart because you've always felt, the human has always felt it went unrewarded. Isn't that amazing how he brought us to that, to go that deep?
2: How well he knows us? Yeah. I think it's a good
0: idea to read
1: it, Paula. Why don't we do that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean,
0: it's
1: Changes so we don't read the same paragraph each time.
0: All right. So yeah, good idea. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Yvonne. Read
1: one. You want me to read one then? Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I,
1: mean, I just had to
0: put something down. So and let's read it slowly. Read it slowly yeah. and really let you know, and let's see how far it goes so deep.
1: Yeah. Okay. Can you give up your desire for reward? To give up your desire for reward is to give up a childish desire that has become like unto a plague among you. While many of you see it not, everything you do is based upon desire for reward. This is your desire to be given to in return for what you give. This stems from your idea of yourself as a, quote, child of God and a notion that would seem to suggest that the child is less than the parent. Although you see yourself as a child of your mother and father, This notion of yourself as a child has not made you cling to... Oh, I'm going to go again. Although you see yourself as the child of your mother and father, this notion of yourself as child has not made you cling to the childish image of yourself as less than what your parents are. While you may still desire recognition and affirmation from them, This is not the same as the, quote, rewards you seek. Some of of you from God and some from life and some from fate. No matter who it is you think is in charge of rewarding you, the attitude that causes you to desire reward is what must be done without.
2: Yeah, right there. Thank you. Yeah. The attitude. (laughs) Yeah, the attitude. I I get that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This may seem a step back from the lofty heights we have just traveled, discussing the reign of God and the meaning of life and death. But this is one of the key ideas that will keep you from yourself and it has much to do with your former notions of God and your own self. It is an idea that has been transferred to all of life, much as the idea of an unloved self was transferred into all areas of life without your realization. Reward is... Pardon me. Reward is intricately tied to your notions of being good, performing deeds of merit, and taking care of or surviving the many details that seem to make it possible for you to live within your world. The idea of reward transfers to ideas related to comparison, as well as lack of reward in one instance and reward given in another. Is the cause of much of the bitterness that exists within your hearts.
0: Okay, so you want one. me to read now, Paula? I'll read the next one. Oh. And then. Okay. Who read five? Wait, wait. No, I just. I don't want you to read the same one. Mm-hmm. Then, Judy, you went. Judy went, you went, and Judy went. Okay, so if I go, Judy would read five, and Yvonne, you would read six, right? Okay,
1: all right, thank you.
0: Okay. Okay, I'll read four. While many of you who have read this far and learned this much may not be those whose bitterness is mighty and held tightly to themselves, bitterness must still be discussed. While bitterness remains, vengeance will remain. You have been shown that God is not a God of vengeance, but that you are still in the process of learning that your true self is not vengeful. The ego has given you many reasons to distrust distrust your true self, beginning with the idea of your abandonment here. Since the ego is a chosen self and a learned self, there has always been just enough room within the ego's thought system to keep within you the idea of the self the ego is not. Thus, as the ego had a self to blame for everything, including your own existence, this blame is as old as time itself and the cause of bitterness being able to exist even within your heart. That is such a mighty
2: paragraph. Wow. Wow. Do that you want to talk deep. about that a bit, Paula, before I go on?
0: It's like, it, it goes so deep. You know, it's like, it's, an, it's like, this is from the beginning of time. This is what mankind has lived with from the moment it came into existence.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And he even says, where he says, many of you are far and learned that this may not be the goodness. It's like this, you know, like we always thought, you know, the ego may, you know, the ego has given you many reasons to be distrustful of your true self. That's where the doubt comes in. Beginning with the ideas of your abandonment here, mm-hmm. the ego is a chosen self, and a learned self. Like we weren't, we weren't created with the ego. We created the ego and used it against ourselves, and then refused to accept it. We made it. Am I reading that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. No, because he says, "There's always." There has always been just enough room within the ego mm-hmm. thought to keep within you the idea of a self. The ego is not there. It is right there. In other
2: words, in other words, we keep within us the idea of our true self. That has never left us. So even though we're still mm-hmm. here as little egos trying to beat up on ourselves and proclaiming mm-hmm. that the world is unjust and has been since the dawn of time. The truth is, is that we have always contained and maintained within us the idea of our true selves and just enough of it so that the ego has never been able to take full charge of us.
0: And, you know, and he says this, we blamed, we used it. Thus has the ego had itself to blame for everything, including your very existence. So, you know, it, it was like it's like the dual, the dual minds. You know, the ego mind and the true self. You know, it's that it was a, It's a. It's been a constant battle, and then you know, thus has the ego. Wait, has the ego? Thus has the ego blamed for everything, including this. Blame is as old as time itself, and the cause of bitterness being able to exist even within your hearts. This is how deep rooted. Yeah. Yeah. And distrust, the ego has given you many reasons to be distrustful of your true self.
2: And it's like, you know, dual personality. Oh, it is, yes. And the true self knows the truth. The true yeah. self knows the absolute truth. And our egos want to blame everything under the sun for everything. And the true self knows that there's absolutely no one to blame. There is no one Mm -hmm. and nothing to blame. We have chosen everything. We don't sometimes understand the fact that we have chosen it, but we are the ones as individuated pieces of God. We have always chosen for ourselves. We've chosen our Mm -hmm. circumstances. Yes. Good and bad. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and we, question, so, and we questioned everything along the way. We never trusted either
2: side. No, exactly right. And the truth is, is that we're always, we always, we always, ah, what's the word? We always judge ourselves. We always think that we're judging somebody or something else. And we all know that the truth is, is that we don't judge others. We judge ourselves. Mm-hmm. It may come out like we're judging others or blaming others, but the truth is, is that we're always doing it to ourselves first.
3: Yeah, yeah. Lovely ladies, I need to hang up now. I just need to lay down. I'm so sorry, but just hearing your voices and that lovely prayer really sustains me. Um, I love you so. I'm going to say good night now.
2: Good night. Oh, Anna. honey, take Thank care you of yourself, Lana. Thank you. You I feel
3: better. Love, love my you.
2: Own
0: Remember, you were healed and whole Be and beautiful,
1: Lana. Love you.
0: Okay, so now we're going to have Judy read the next. And Yvonne was. Well, yeah, that's how we went. You read the next paragraph, Yvonne. Um, oh, wait a want... second.
2: Am I reading? Yeah, you read five, read. and Yvonne. Yeah, I read yeah, five, you... and you read six, Yvonne. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what it. Uh-huh. Okay, go Well, the untrue cannot exist with the true. What I am calling here bitterness is all that you have forced through sheer strength of will to peace the holiness of your hearts. Bitterness and the idea of vengeance go hand in hand. This is the idea of an eye for an eye or the exact opposite of the idea of turning the other cheek. While this may seem like the very idea Idea of evil, which I have denied the existence of, it is not evil but bitterness. You may believe that bitterness is just another word, another label for the evil you have always been convinced existed in the hearts of some. But even being that it is just another word, it is one chosen to introduce an idea of such fallacy that it rivals only the ego and its destructive potential. Bitterness is to your heart what the ego has been to your mind. It is the one false idea that has entered this holiest of places, this abode of Christ, this bridge between the human and the divine. It exists not in some, but in all. As the ego has existed, Not in some, but in all. Like the ego, it has not caused you to be unlovable or unrecognizable. But it has become, like the ego, so much a part of your reality that it must, like the ego, be consciously, consciously left behind.
1: Okay, bitterness, as the word implies, is something taken into the small self, much as the bitter herbs of Scripture illustrate it. Many rites and rituals exist for the purification of the unclean, but I assure you that you are not unclean and that none can cleanse bitterness from the heart without your choice. The time of tenderness began your release of bitterness and made you ready for this choice.
2: Hmm.
1: Choose now to leave your desire for reward as well as all of your reasons for bitterness and bitterness itself behind. Bring bitterness no longer to the dwelling place of Christ, (laughs) and we will seal the place of its entrance with the sweetness of love so that bitterness will be no more. Wow, seeing that bitterness is in our heart, that's why he's saying, look, bring bitterness no longer to the dwelling place of Christ, right? Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah.
1: Bitterness is really deep. That's the whole thing, right? It's right down deep in the heart. Oh, my God. And uh, then shoot, we. Will, I think what well, I'm sorry, Yvonne, go ahead. No, then I was just sorry, going to read that. And we will seal the place of its entrance. We'll seal the, the the entrance to the heart with the sweetness of love. Wow, we're replacing bitterness with love, basically. That's what he's saying. And that's amazing.
2: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that, Yvonne. You know, I just want... Oh, okay, Paula, go ahead, sweetie.
0: No, I, you know, he labeled this particular chapter as a desire for reward and how he took it while well, you still desire recognition and affirmation from them, like, you know, from your parents. And we did that. We wanted that from God, too. This stems from the idea of yourself as a child of God, a notion that would seem to suggest that the child... It's it, even from when we were created, we felt less than God. And we continue to feel less than God. And we, so we came into this world and we did good deeds. I like how we said that. Reward yeah. is intrinsic. you know, performing deeds of merit, taking care of, surviving, you know, and we said, oh, look at this. You know, the idea of reward transfers to ideas related to comparison as well. A lack of reward is one instant and reward given in another is the cause of the bitterness that exists within your hearts.
2: It started from,
0: you know, it's just like we always felt we were not rewarded. We felt less than because, you know, it's like it's still baffling my mind.
2: (laughs) I know I hear that. (laughs) yeah it does me too, yeah. and I think the deeper the deeper I go into it, the more I hear you girls share, and the deeper we all get into it, what's becoming very clear and it's still not crystal clear, but there is some clarity here for me, and mm. the feeling that I get here is that only love will conquer this, okay, so oh. if I'm focused on love then this will all disappear. It will just disappear. Because if I'm not focusing on something, I'm not keeping that energy alive. So if I take my focus off everything that upsets, bothers, or, you know, whatever, if I take my attention away from all of that stuff that I generally, my ego my ego self generally wants to be praised Mm -hmm. or acknowledged or made a little bit of fuss about or, you know, just a little reward, a little something, acknowledgement, whatever. You know, and that's me, okay? I am like that, and I will... Admit that. Even though it's a little tough to, I will admit to that. Okay, I do have those particular ego feelings jumping up around me pretty much a lot. And I do know that the jealousy was a big one. And I know that there's others that I haven't yet uncovered. And I do know that, and I like to keep things as simple for myself as I possibly can so that I know that whenever those things jump up at me, the one solution that I can turn to is the love of God within me. And focus on that, present, mm. whatever it is that's pissing me off, part of my language. Yeah. You know, Judy,
0: when I, it comes to my mind, like, and I like, not that I like when you read words, and hear you know, this is going on since the beginning of time. Do you yeah. take the old prophets, you know, the old Jewish, you know, the, the, the mm-hmm. Bible, you know, everybody was unclean. You know, now they had rituals to cleanse you. No matter what, we were. All, I mean, it goes to what the Catholics call the original sin. You know, and mm-hmm. they blamed Adam mm-hmm. and Eve. You know, and it, mm-hmm. it was embedded in, in in us as you know as we developed in this world that we were unclean and that we left God. You know, that like we were unworthy, and because so, that's I mean that last paragraph says it like it. It says the time of tenderness, like mm-hmm. many rites, yeah, many rites and rituals exist for the purification of the unclean, and you know, it goes back to like you said, the bitter herbs of scripture. It illustrates mm-hmm. it. this is you know embedded in us. Yeah. But I assure you that you are not unclean, and that none can cleanse bitterness from the heart without your choice. So no, I like that.
2: Without your choice. That's see. Key. Uh-huh. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. exactly oh, so my oh, choice geez. that's all i was saying is that my choice mm-hmm. is whenever something jumps up at me and i find myself getting a little bit off center in other words well why isn't so and so saying this or doing that or yada 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 you know instead of focusing on all that isn't being done or if i'm being criticized at that instead of focusing on that turn away turn the other cheek judy turn the other cheek and remember I am a being, we are all beings of God. We're all an idea in the mind of God. How can we be anything but pure? How can we be anything but wonderful? How can we be anything but clean and pure? And this world, this world is nothing but a symbol of the real world. And everything that takes place in this so-called three-dimensional physical existence is all a symbol. There's nothing here in this world that is particularly real except the love that we give and the love that we receive. It's the only thing that's real. Nothing else is. So I, you know, I mean, in terms of what I need to remember for myself in order to feel peaceful and calm, like vanilla pudding or whatever, in order for me to feel that, that kind of divine neutrality all of the time, it's just to simply understand that whatever occurs here, if it isn't love, it isn't real. Got it. Something that makes sense to me. Mm. It, so, you know, and,
0: and, makes, that, and that, yeah, it's in our individuated self that, you know, yeah. you feel it, I'll feel it. But, you know, this is saying to me right now, like if I can remember, I, I forgot my true self, that, you know, my, whether in past soul journeys, whatever, it was always that, you know, like, I'm unclean because I turned away from God, or, you know, uh, I did something wrong, you know, it's that, uh, you know, to cleanse yourself, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, even being raised Catholic, you know, you're born Mm -hmm. with original sin. You're not gonna go to heaven, you're gonna go to purgatory. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 You know, but so in this stuff like, Yeah, I mean yeah, lot going of stuff back, made up you know, about it, this world. Yeah, and it's like because I'm not worthy. Well you weren't worthy. That, that's, of course I, but it's that, that that and so I feel unworthy. So what does that create within myself feeling I'm bitter? I'm bitter. Why mm-hmm. can't I yeah. I am worthy? But then it's no, you're not. Work. So it's that constant struggle within mankind and humankind to rid ourselves of all that false, yeah. you know, belief to remember mm-hmm. the true self. Mm-hmm. And I am, you know, when I first heard whether in this work or whatever that I am God, God is within mm-hmm. me. That was mm-hmm. like God's going to strike me down. You know, God's always oh. been up in the sky.
2: Hello. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know better yeah,
0: now, don't you? Of course, I know that now. But you know, there was a time in my life. You know, I, I, and you know, when mm-hmm. I'm talking to people, and you know, they talk about God. I, I don't want to say, "Well, I'm God, you're God." I said that to. Why a, not? I was. I was. Well, it depends <laughs> on, so, no, it depends yeah. who I'm talking to because you know, then you can go into a whole big, you know. And I don't want to do that. I'm not going to get out of the soapbox. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. I do. I know people's beliefs are different, you know. Oh, yeah. But I, yeah. I was with a woman this afternoon that, you know, she was listening. And I said, Zahara, I said, her name was Ingrid. I said, Ingrid, you are God. I am God. God is in everything. Mm-hmm. And she, she said, you know, she's from the unity movement, so she wasn't totally... Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and says, "You know, you're right." I said, "Yes, yeah, we are one with God. We are God. We are, one we are with God. God. God.
2: Absolutely, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. God so is everything." That
2: thought. You keep that thought. You keep that idea. In fact, go mm-hmm. into that idea. That's an idea that's worth exploring. That's worth reveling in. That's worth savoring that's I mean that, I just want to drown myself in that whole
0: idea but, I mean here we are that we can even in this lifetime in this soul's journey say that but think back yeah. for centuries you know since I, uh, the beginning of time man felt
2: less than yeah and we evolved yeah yeah well religion and government and lawyers You know, Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, everybody has their beliefs and their structures and everything, everything in this world, in this particular world that we all live in, right here and right now, everything in this world is a symbol. It's a symbol for the real world. It's just a symbol, except the love that we give and the love that we receive is the only thing that's real. We're here to learn, and that's what we're doing. And I am so grateful for you, Paula, and you, Yvonne, for being on this call tonight so grateful. Yvonne,
0: are you there? I'm here. Oh, yeah.
2: I'm listening. You got so quiet.
1: Well, I don't want to butt in, you know, unless...
2: unless, Why not? I do it all the time. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Well, unless I wanted to say, you know, I don't need just to butt in. Oh,
2: go ahead, honey. I do it every day. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I haven't struck dead
0: yet. <laughs> you know, it, 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 like you say, I'm thankful that, you know, because I, you know, I was even talking to this friend because she, I was telling, you know, the calls I get on and the things, you know, uh, what I do and the books I've read and where I am and, mm. and, you know, she was just like a sponge and she's older than I am and I met her to the Unity Church, so she, you know, she's not. She believes in a lot of it, but like I bring her these magazines or books that I read, you know, so she ah. can read. And she was like, we spent like a couple of hours together this afternoon.
2: Awesome. She, yeah. So uh, that is, but it, yeah, you know, that is awesome.
0: You know, and so well, find themselves. You know, find we find those. each other. Yeah. You're being a t-
1: of God, Paula. Yeah. Teacher of God.
0: No, I'm not. <laughs> we're all. No one's a teacher. We're all. We're all teachers. We're all the light. Absolutely. We all have a purpose. And he, you know, he says that, especially in the course of love. We don't need teachers now. We don't. You know, we're all yeah. teachers in our own way. Right.
1: Yeah. But you're not yeah. preaching. You're just. Uh, you're uh, by example. Yeah. Yeah. You're
2: I'm a sharing yeah. I'm just, yeah. a sharing Dialogues. it's pure yeah. sharing, yes, it's pure dialogue, just sharing and we all can i
1: married.
2: can I share yeah. something
1: that happened to me on Friday? Um, sure. Which I, I felt I was a teacher of God, even though I wasn't really a teacher of god i had I was going out the train on Amtrak in the d c area, and I was waiting at the train in Manassas, so waiting at the stop, and I was inside cold so people were weren't that many people in there but there's only like one bench kind of thing i was sitting on the bench with two other people and the door opened, and a gentleman a young man turns out he was helping his father come into the door and his father um, had a cane couldn't really walk that well so the young son was kind of helping him in and soon i saw him because i was looking at the door so as soon as I saw him, I stood up, and I said, here, please, sit down. And he said, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. I said, no, please. Sit down. I could see he had a cane. He looked like he had some problems. Um, anyway, so he sat down, and uh, I stood up. And then he says, "Oh, please, come sit, sit here. There's room enough for you. And uh, and he moved over, and, and a couple of other people kind of moved over a bit, and I sat next to him. And... Um, i sit back down next to him. And he, it turned out he was Indian Indian from India. He's 83 mm-hmm. years old, and he, he was some uh, in aviation. He considered himself an engineer or scientist of sorts. Anyway, he sits down, and he says, you know, I'm 83. <laughs> Good for you. You're traveling, you know, with your family. I could see you traveling. And he said, yeah, he said, but uh, right away. He says, uh, you know, when I was 72, he said, I got hit by lightning. And he said, the lightning took me and up in the air and, and spinned me around like a leaf. That's what I was told, he said. And, uh, and consequently, that's why I have this cane. I can't relate. Really, um, my arm, he says, I have, I have some metal in my arm. And he couldn't move his arm very well. Anyway, so that was he. Right away, he said that. And uh, I was like, oh, my goodness. Kind of amazed. I'm listening. And then he says... Uh, can I tell you a story? May I tell you a story? I said, Yeah, sure. So he tells me. He says, I, and he was in New Jersey, and um, and uh, what is that uh, the area of New Jersey, like the cap the capital, Polly? You know that one, uh, the, uh, uh, the gambling and stuff. What's the name of that? Oh, term? Atlantic City, Atlantic, Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Yeah, he was in Atlantic City. He said and I was going to work in the morning. And I'm on the New Jersey, he would say New Jersey Highway, whatever highway it was. And I'm going to work. And he said, there was no one on the road at this moment, only him. And he's driving along, and he said right in front of his face, in, in, his, in front of his windshield, not in the windshield, but, you know, right close to him, there were these big block letters. And it was a phrase that said, your death is coming and he said it was big. You would, could, not, could not, you know, confuse it with anything. And he's, very matter of fact, just telling this, you know, very, very, very straightforward. And he said, I went to work that morning and I had all day to ruminate over that. Uh, and he said, I talked to one of my friends and, you know, he, he, he knew he saw it. He knew he did. No one could convince him that he didn't see this. And he said, so my friend and I talked a bit, and I I came to me. He says, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die. I'm just going to die. That's it. And from his understanding, it seemed like he accepted that. Anyway, on his way home that evening, about 4.30 or so, 10 feet from where he had parked his car, the lightning hit him right then. And that's what—that's how he hurt his, his arm. That's how he was in a mess. Anyway, so he said he lo- and he was very matter of fact. He looked at me and he said, "My day. When he had to go to hospital, he had a lot of surgeries and stuff to help try to help his, his arm. But he said, when I was done with that, he said, I changed. I'm totally changed now." He said, I changed my whole life just changed as a result of that. He said, because God, whatever God wanted for me, somehow I needed to hear or see that in order for this to happen, for me me to change. He said, I considered myself a scientist, and I didn't believe anything like that. He said, I haven't told a lot of people about this because younger people and some of my family, they don't really... Believe what I'm sa- what I've said, but the doctors had told him that it was a miracle that he survived from that lightning. <laughs> oh, anyway, and he he, he looks at me and he had these glasses on and he looked uh, at me above his glasses and he and he could look. He says, "I changed right after that. I just totally changed, and I mean it really." And and it was just so matter of fact. And I was blown away. I'm a, thank you. I said, I'm just, I just, I don't know really what to say. The only thing I say is thank you for sharing this. That's all I could say. And I really felt it. I, I needed to hear that somehow. And it was that purpose. Don't ask me why. I told him, I give him up my seat for him. And he told me, no, I can sit with him. And we both sat together. Uh, and it was amazing. I tell you, it was really something So I guess we are—we all are doing what we're supposed to be doing somehow. That's what
0: I get out of that. Yeah. Yeah. His soul knew your soul.
2: Oh, totally. Yeah, Yeah. that
0: was not a coincidence.
1: No, I know. I know.
0: It was not a coincidence.
1: Yeah, I know. That amazing? And he was like. Some people, if you sit next to them, sometimes they can go on and on and just start telling you about themselves, or their stories, or their families, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. But he was not like this. He was very focused, and he asked me if I wanted to know more. Basically, do you want to? You want to hear the story? Do you know want to know what happened?
2: Okay. Wow. And he
0: <laughs>
1: and he was very clear. He said, "I don't tell a lot of people about this because a lot of young people don't believe that." And I, you know, he was just matter of fact. He said what I said. He said I was. Uh, consider myself a scientist of sorts. I was an engineer in aviation, and I didn't really have... He didn't grow up, or he didn't really believe in this, and this happened to him, and he said he changed overnight, basically.
0: Amazing. But he knew... Wow. He knew he could share that story with you. You didn't even question it.
1: No, I didn't, and I I knew it wasn't a bullshit story right away, and I knew he was weird. It was just like... Just a very... uh, Casual, mm. open, relaxed situation, mm. and there, of course, there's other people there. In in you know, people who were sitting next to me, they were there on the bench, mm. uh, and other people were there standing up and around waiting for a train. Mm. But it's, I there was no one in that room then except him. I think yeah. that's what it yeah. about. Yeah. Wow. God love them.
2: Wow. Then,
1: I, I yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's that, incredible, that,
1: Yvonne. Yeah. Some just very, very, just chance, chance communication, chance meeting. <laughs> not a chance. No chance.
2: No, that no,
1: was
0: no, no coincidence. No,
1: oh, no, God.
2: no. That was not a chance. That was. <laughs> no.
0: yeah, you know, I'm, you know, on the
1: surface it, 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 of it, it was very casual. Oh, you know? Yeah, yeah, but,
0: yeah, but it was so much deeper. So, so. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It, and he I, sensed another another soul that was here yeah oh yeah mm-hmm.
1: the soul he said yeah. yeah. not the button the, the soul yeah. yeah lovely so lovely no, it just so warmed cool. my heart and I was just, yeah. when I got home I was telling Paul about it <laughs> the only thing Paul would do was have his eyes open wow
3: <laughs> wow well yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm,
0: and you know you don't even he the thing is he, you don't even question it like, when you told, like, what he saw, I didn't even question, like, even my mind, I didn't question it. it was, like, yeah, I don't just either. don't know.
1: You don't know? You know
0: why? Yeah, we why? don't.
1: We you don't? You're right. And that's why he he was he wanted to emphasize that, because he said he doesn't tell a yeah. lot people, because they would say, well,
0: well.
2: You know what else that was? That was pure dialoguing. Yeah. yeah. yeah that I was listen. pure dialoguing. Oh, my God. I,
1: I just listened to him because I didn't have anything yeah. to say.
2: God, yeah, God, no, that's beautiful. Yeah, you, know, you were dialoguing.
0: Your energy, your energy was right
2: resonating yeah, you heard, self, that too. You,
0: you were listening. You were hearing it. You were yeah. I it was. In.
1: Oh, yeah. I
2: was.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. And when he obvious. said, yeah. I don't tell a mm-hmm. lot of people, and yeah, and I just kind of my head, you know, I understood what mm-hmm. he was saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, And even older people, they, they look at him like he's just a you know, crazy old man, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's anything,
2: anything but.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I could have gone that route, I guess. I mean, I didn't sure. feel like I go oh, that route, but you, someone could go that route. And also someone could not have given him a seat. That could have been the other thing, too. You know? right. Well,
2: you did. It, you were meant. You were meant to be there, and you were meant to listen to what he had to share with you.
1: It's funny you say that because usually when I go into D.C., you know, uh, it's a big thing. I have to get up early in the morning. I have to get my Amtrak ticket because I don't buy it yeah. in advance. In case I change mm-hmm. my mind, you don't get a refund. So it's yeah. kind of like, okay, I think I will go today, you know, as opposed to, mm-hmm. oh, maybe, you know, tomorrow I'll go. I didn't really, i was see in the morning. And I get up, okay, I think I'll go, you know. And I <laughs> did that. And that was like on the spur of the moment, too. It wasn't like I planned it that I
0: am. Going no, to- you <laughs> did No, no, Yvonne, you didn't plan it. No, I didn't (laughs) plan anything. No, that's right. (laughs) That everything that happens is gently planned by one who knows our best interest. (laughs) There you go, Paula. That that, of course, miracles. I know that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If we could only accept everything, past, present, and to come, is gently planned. So they're on. That's I. there are no coincidence, no coincidence and uh, that you knew the perfect stranger, and you hit. You feel that something. There's something between. You know, he felt so safe and so secure to relate that story to you, without even batting an eyelash. I know. He knew yeah. it. He yeah. knew it. Yeah. Yeah. You were there for him, for him to say it. So you yeah. you know you you that was your purpose like when you got up and said oh oh yeah I'm gonna go because something within says yes you're going yeah. that's right you're going right. yeah it's well, you know great we have no I, idea
1: I feel more and more now like I I'm every day I get up and I get excited what's going to happen today what am I going to do today yeah. that's going <laughs> gonna you know what's going to happen you know and more and more I'm doing that so it's exciting yeah another thing that's, I can tell you I pick up trash. I'm part of the city's uh, make yeah. keep America beautiful kind of thing, and I've been doing it for 10 years now. So every mm. day I'm out, just doing errands or whatever I'm doing. If I take a bag or I find one, and I pick up trash. And mm. um, hey, two days ago, not 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 yesterday, the day before, I picked up trash near right on where I live on on my block, and I, I picked it up and I noticed. It didn't look like paper or it was a little thing, plastic. And I thought it was first like a little baggie or half a baggie or something. I pick it up, and you know what was in it? It was a little um, a little bag, a little uh, baggie, but it was real tiny, and uh, it had a closure on it. It was a wedding ring. and um, uh-huh. yeah. Oh,
0: my God. Wow. Yeah.
1: I know. And the, the ring, my husband could read it, the the wedding ring is four. It says fourteen karat, fourteen karat gold. So we know it's real. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the engagement ring we're not so sure about because it doesn't look that great uh, in terms of what you could see for jewel for diamonds. But mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I know this jeweler uh, that I trust, so I'm going to visit with him and ask him what he what he thinks the quality of that is. And I have to yeah. try and find. People. I don't know how I'm going to find them, but someone wants to get married, I think.
0: Mm-hmm, or, it, was just, it was just lying on the street? On so the, like yeah,
1: on, self- the, on, on the sidewalk, not past the sidewalk, like toward on the grass a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I Could just, because
1: I, okay. I see, I pick up. I don't discriminate. Yeah. I pick up whatever really? I see. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, Paper like a a candy paper wrapping, or sometimes it's a a cigarette box. Different things, but this was kind of small, so I just picked it up, just because I pick up everything. So now Mm -hmm. I have. How am I going to get this? I don't. It's got a name on it. I know. I think it is a jewelry bag because it's small. You know how Polly and you have Mm -hmm. little bag like Mm. that. Yeah. yeah has a couple of names on it. They seem to be Spanish names, but I uh-huh. can't really read them. It's not clear to me what they are. So I think whatever, I have no clue. I don't know if I'll ever
0: find them, but
1: I don't know how I can
0: get over. of them. Were you in front of the home? Were you like in a residential area uh, in front of them?
1: A- yeah, it was right across the street from us. There's a bunch of townhouses. We're on like uh, a little bit of a cul-de-sac thing, and we have a few houses yeah. individually and then there's a whole bunch of uh, townhouses there's a lot of them but it's, they're still yeah. I mean a nice sense of home still I mean they're
0: just yeah. uh,
1: anyway I don't know I I said to Paul I think it must be someone from near here um, mm. to be but if I can get the name I don't yeah. know if I can go to the city and ask them if, the, who's, if someone lives somewhere I don't know but I may not mm-hmm. be able to get it, but Maybe I will. Yeah. No. You'll find a way. You will find a way.
0: Yeah. You will. I,
1: I am, like told Paul, I said, I don't have any need for it. I don't have any use for it. It doesn't no. fit me. I don't I don't have, I'm not going to give it to a kid,
2: you know. Mm-hmm. No. So, anyway, no, you'll, someone, you'll, have, you'll find a way. You'll find a way to return it to whoever it belongs to.
1: God. So, well, once I get the name of the Spanish person, that yeah. might yeah. help. Yeah. Yeah. Most people don't have phones to like telephone. Like uh, you can't find them in the yellow pages, like you could.
0: Oh no! Them. Everybody's
1: no. got cell phones, so I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, I'm not gonna get all worked up about it, uh, you know. But
0: we'll
2: take it one anyway, step at a time. You,
1: right? You never know what's gonna come up. You never yeah, know.
0: Yeah. You never yeah. know. No.
1: You don't never know. Never know. So. No nope. good. All good.
0: Oh boy, I just Me. enjoy these Wednesday nights. Gosh, uh-huh. yeah.
3: Me too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and you know, I like what you said maybe before you came on, Yvonne. You said maybe it'll be girls' night.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> <laughs> here we are, yeah. the girls. The <laughs>
2: girls, yes. It's always good, yeah. Oh yeah. But, you
0: know, it, it. 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 You know, even when Reverend Bill comes on, he brings his perspective. You know, which is good. Yeah. You know, because it, yes. it opens for yes. more conversation. And uh, so, it, you know, and it. You know, like I say, you know, like every Wednesday, I look forward to it, and I, you know, I sit here and I, I wonder who's going to come on tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I going to be sitting here alone? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I and i don't three. think that's happened yet
0: yes yes I, I i tell you the truth if that if i would probably i have your number i yvonne i think i have your number too i'll give it to number. you now i'll i think i have it from the old course of okay course. oh yeah i think i do i'll tell you okay.
1: right i think you should but
0: yeah
2: yvonne. Mm-hmm. Here it
0: is, seven zero three 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 zero eight six zero seven. That's right, <laughs> Yvonne. And I got switched. A C O L. <laughs> A C O L. Okay. What? Uh. Yeah, because you know, for that we did the Course in Mirrors, and then we did the Course of Love together in the mornings. Remember? My in the morning, friend.
1: yeah, that was great. I love yeah. that. I had that guy Jim.
0: Have you heard of him lately, Paula? No, no, yeah. I remember, no. Yeah. yeah. We had some good, you know, what we used to do, I, it was initiated by Chris Khrushchev, this yeah. one, you know, and I picked up the uh, the gauntlet, you might say, and carried it on. We would just get on in the morning, pick it, you know, keep going through the book, you know, chapter by chapter, and just read it. It was like mm-hmm. a, a daily prayer. What was it? Seven o'clock? In the, no, seven thirty. Seven thirty. Seven thirty. Eastern time. Yeah. Seven to
1: eight, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> seven to eight, and then Chris used the phone. And she had a call, but we would. I would pick a. You know, I'd pick. You know, we'd get the thing, and I'd highlight certain. We would just read it. Just read it. Everyone would read, and just take it in as a prayer. No real heavy mm-hmm. discussion, no dialogue, just to start the day with the words. Mm-hmm. And we would say, Have a good day and hang up. Yeah. Wow. I did that for quite a while. And Reverend Bill started to do because he would come on, he would actually get up like four, three four o'clock in the morning to come on. We had a right. crowd. Yeah, that's
1: yeah, right. it. Yeah, and we
0: just Reading. It was not any other purpose than just to start the day with words of love and thought. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of like it, I, I did it for how many? I did it for quite a few years, and then I I, I just couldn't do it anymore. And then Reverend and she, Bill started to do it at twelve o'clock New Eastern Time. Uh, so he's, he's are you, doing it. I'm sure Shirley,
1: Shirley, she was on.
0: Yeah, Shirley came on, there yeah. quite a few, yeah, Shirley, Chris, she was uh, good. Oh, yeah, and even uh, Yogi Chris came on a few times, right, you know, Steve, yeah, it was, yeah, we had a nice little crowd. Carla, but I think were, Carla would come on. Sometimes. Carla would come on, yeah, I, yeah, as a matter of fact, I, I Keep in touch with Carla. She comes down in the summer here because she lives up in northern Jersey, so she comes down to the shore. <laughs> oh, how lovely. <laughs> yeah. anyway. That's nice. All right, Bob. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm going to take a night, too. I'm waning slowly. Uh, yes. Good night, my night. It's the shank of the night for us.
2: Judy. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, go shank or whatever it is you do. I'm going to bed.
0: Nice. Okay, girls. girls. You take Good care. Nice. Take care. I love you both so much. I
2: now, love you care. too. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Bye bye.